Previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. So the bonfire in the middle of Korak's camp roared to life as the centaurs tossed oiled covered logs onto the fire with ease. Yeah, anything having to do with food, he takes that as a, as a celebration on his own. So yep. once the once the plates are presented, he you know he's going to go. Oh, this is fantastic! You know, uh, double fisting it. You know, little hammer hocks <laughs> on each side, just tearing in. Turns out yeah. cheaters do prosper. <laughs> you just hear How the, dare they challenge a Loxley? You, <laughs> you just hear Buon's voice in your ear. Excellent, princess. Quick learner. I, I know you've had a rough time understanding your powers. I am proud that you have taken a, a different direction now, and I can be here for you. And then you feel her, like, hug you from behind, and you feel all that warmth all up your back. She is fighting down tears. Pretty much completely calm, just placid-faced. And she sits up mm. almost as if a marionette string is drawing her up by the chest. And you see all these centaurs, basically all of them just start stabbing with spears and swords, and you see them all die. World's Travelers, it's Abby. We're going to get to our episode in just a moment, and it is amazing. But we have some business to cover before we can get to that. First, this is officially the first episode release of June, meaning we've hit Pride Month. It should come as no surprise to any of our listeners that this is a big month for us as one of the queerer actual play podcasts around. Team Torta is made up of two gay men, a non-binary bisexual, and myself, who also identifies as bisexual, Dustin, bless him, is our token straight white man, which is an unusual dynamic on these kinds of shows, and we try to reflect and celebrate that in the sorts of stories we like to tell. The beginning of June would ordinarily be a huge ramp up in our ongoing constant celebration of all things queer, and we will likely still do a lot of that as this month rolls on, but I first want to put Pride Month into its proper context, which is that we would have no openly queer-led content, no podcast, no parades, and no open celebration of the rich tapestry of human identity without the black and brown queer and trans women who rioted for five days against the police during the Stonewall riots. That is the birth of Pride, and a lot of the rights and visibility that queer folk enjoy today. With that in mind, and in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests for George Floyd that were still raging at the time of this recording, I'm going to forego plugging our usual stuff and instead encourage all of you to donate to organizations pushing for the civil rights of Black Americans. With some support from Patreon and contributions from each host, we ourselves have donated $275 to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which has since asked that donations be redirected to the Black Visions Collective and Reclaim the Block, among others. We'll have links to them, as well as a few other suggestions in our episode description if you're interested and want some direction on where your money would be well spent. But look around for local causes in your area, too. I adore you all, and I am so grateful to be a part of the tabletop gaming community. I hope you and your families found blood or otherwise are all as safe and well as you possibly can be. So now we're going to move on with our silly, lovely, whimsical, 
very gay little show. Take a break from our actual plane of reality and enjoy episode 76. Serious bummer. I do not like Fruity Pebbles <laughs> or Lucky Charms. Those are like the two cereals where I just, I can't do them. I can see why. I can understand why. I just love that sh- pure Maybe. sugar trash. I like Cocoa Pebbles, oh, but I cannot Cocoa do Fruity Pebbles. Pebbles. Cocoa Pebbles are so, so bomb. Those are super good. I'm a basic bitch when it comes to cereals. It's uh, Rice Krispies, Chex, and uh, Frosted Flakes. Those, those are, are like all my Frosted Flakes. Good. Those are all great. I love all delicious. I, there are very few cereals you could name where I would say I don't like that. I like, I love cereal. Cereal is so good. Kellogg, you were a weird pervert, but you did one good thing. <laughs> Road to Willville is such a great movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> it is a weird movie. <laughs> it's weird, but great. Remember I'm trying to ta- pack, uh, pass uh, mini chocolate chip cookies off at cereal oh, yeah. and they call it Cookie Ooh, Crisp? Love those are gross. The kids God. love those. Yeah. Yeah. Do y'all remember Oreo O's? They came yes! back recently. I Oreo fucking love O's? them so much. I've never so heard of good. them. Cookie Crisp are effing gross. I can they get try down to trick you to think like, oh, here, you're eating a cookie. No, you're, you're not. not. You're eating dookie. You're definitely dookie. not, but I still can fucking get down on it. Name a cereal. I'll, I like it. Grape nuts? I'll eat a bowl of that. Raisin Bran. I'll eat Raisin Bran. I like Raisin Bran. I don't even like raisins. <laughs> and yet Raisin Bran is so good. Yeah. Frosted mini wheats. I love a good oh frosted mini wheat. Oh my god! I think kicks, that's my favorite. Kicks are good. Kicks are good. Kicks are so good. They have like the perfect amount of sweetness mm-hmm. where you feel like, oh, I'm being healthy, and it has some sweetness to it. Yeah, I like the Reese's oh, ones the Reese's where it's like puffs. peanut butter and chocolate balls. Mm-hmm. I used to I every day. I came in middle school. I came home from school and had a bowl of Reese's puffs yep. and watched Toy Reese's Story. puffs. That's what they're called. <laughs> it was that's such a weird. weird ritual I had. So I don't think I've ever had Reese's puffs. They're so good. That's like, I love that you watch Toy Story and that's like the very specific memory you have attached to that. (laughs) Reese's Puffs and Toy Story. So damn you all, because now I got to go buy some cereal after this. Yeah, man. Yeah. Where we last left our fearless crew, they had been woken up. Uh, Pippa had an amazing touching moment with her mom. It was beautiful. And then I got to light something on fire. (laughs) So it was great. And then rudely woken up by some shadow demons that came in and tried to take you all out. Luckily, Pippa's mom woke her up and was able to get things started with Cuneo's help. And then the centaur cavalry arrived to kind of finish them off for you all. You see the bodies of these demons and they slowly shrink down and eventually just dissipate as they because they're summoned creatures. So they go back to their plane. You see Korak go, where's the guards? Uh, You see one of the centaurs run out, um, comes back a few minutes later. You find out that the centaur guards were basically torn in half. Right between the human and the horse part. Oh, I don't like that. They didn't just let them through. They got ripped apart and they got ripped to shreds. I figured something like that happened. (laughs) Yeah, but like the torn in half nugget of detail is extra terrible. I'm quite bummed. (laughs) Yeah, that's too bad. bummed too. Getting torn in half is a serious bummer. Really puts a damper on your <laughs> life. <laughs> you see Korak a little down, but, you know, it is what it is. This is a dangerous land, and he understands that. He places two new guards where those guards were torn in half and gets everyone to go back to sleep. Do you guys want to do anything instead of going back to bed? Yeah, I would like to use my nose to see if I could do a perimeter around the camp, because these things had to, even if you're summoning away from camp, Summoning spells has a 
finite range. If I can just get out enough where I could pick up something that isn't centaur, unless a centaur's gone rogue, and that'd be, <laughs> I guess I, I would be able to pick them up from one other centaur. But if there was more demon smells, uh, frost giant, human, uh, evil necromancer, I don't know if it has a smell. Uh, <laughs> But kind of like something kind of out of the ordinary, I, I'd want to start, you know, doing a perimeter search with my nose yeah. and my eyeballs, and, too. Of yeah, course. and Conejo's right there with you because they also have scent. So we could, so we could split the work. It's like you could go one way, Conejo would go the other, and you meet up in the halfway through the perimeter or something. So you follow the steps, and they, they were, you can tell that they were quiet and stealthy around the tents, but they are loud when they don't have to be stealthy so you're able to pick up on their tracks and you just follow them and i mean you probably could go for miles oh i uh i think pippa and andromeda are back in the back in the yurt pippa's made a bracing <laughs> cup of there tea for yeah. the both of them that was what i was thinking too kind of like mm-hmm. i'm probably doing some light healing because mm-hmm. i don't think i'll recover my max hit points just from sleeping so i just imagine like She's got like a warm cup of tea and she kind of, whatever Andromeda is concentrating on, she sort of like takes her hands, puts it around the mug. Andromeda is smiling gratefully too. Like she's not really saying anything, but she is very grateful right now. (laughs) Yeah. And since we just share senses, then Buwan's probably in the tent getting healed, but he'll just reveal this information. Um, He got a 20. With your knowledge religion, you, you don't know exact specifics you think is these kind of demoning summons are the kind of demoning summons that maybe a cleric has with a pact with a god so they're not going to just summon and disappear after a time limit they are summoned creatures that are doing acts on behalf of the god and the cleric that summoned them so i wouldn't even call it a spell i would call it a spell-like ability or a an act of prayer that brought these creatures forth there is somebody some heavy duty religious figure out there that is uh that does not like yeah. you yucky yeah mm, okay and uh so buon will relay all this information uh i guess to pippa and andromeda who's intense and be like they're the the one who summoned these demons they must have a grudge against us but i have no idea why I suppose this means they have the full weight of their god behind them. Yes, exactly. Well, that's concerning. Uh, It must have something to do with Baba Yaga. It's difficult to piss off divinity. Well, the tracks go on for miles. They can most likely carry on throughout the night. But, uh, hmm, they were servants of Baba Yaga. Why attack us? Oh, I don't think they're servants of Baba Yaga. I think... We're servants of Baba Yaga, oh. and that's the offense that yep. we caused them. Is, yes. it, is there any way to tell which deity? I don't think there's any way you guys can tell just from these summoned creatures. However, in the morning when everybody is awake, you might be able to talk to Korak and get some information. He went back to bed mainly because for them, being on their you know alert requires good sleep. So it, it, he wanted to head back as soon as his companions were taken care of. And he's also a little depressed. You know, two of yeah, his friends he lost died. Some people. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, he's not showing it, but I imagine he is a very—he's a little upset about that. Does he need to be comforted? That was very spooky the way you said <laughs> Sorry, that. Sorry, I was—I <laughs> was reading and putting some moves out though. Uh huh. Uh huh. Buana, like, are you? Is everything okay? <laughs> I'm kidding. So I think she's gonna be definitely 
busying herself as the mom friend and settling everybody back in. Like, she's got hot tea in everybody's hands. She's tucking the corners of blankets in (laughs) around people. Mm -hmm. She's swaddling Andromeda, like (laughs) the adorable sweet baby angel slash scary demon child that she is. (laughs) My shredded up face. (laughs) Yeah. She's like daubing ointment and stuff on it like (laughs) oh yeah i forgot about poor andromeda's messed up face it's probably mostly okay now that i've done a lot of healing (laughs) Mm -hmm. the only other thing she'd really think of to do is confer with everyone in retrospect it was foolish not to set a watch yeah i'm feeling well rested and i've got plenty to think about i don't mind taking the first one y'all get some sleep done all right uh yeah that was uh i feel rather foolish uh yeah you think we'd have learned by now, huh, Braxis? It was such a large feast, even, even for my standards. That was yeah, that was foolish on my part. I confess, I had, a, I was riding high on victory and wine. Well, they had their own people out there. To be fair, yeah, and I think that lured us into a false sense of comfort. But as we've seen, <laughs> that did not help. Never again. He's like a little serious face. Absolutely. Never again. Sadly, they lost their lives. Pippa, you hear the dog snoring of Abraxas and the demon snoring of Andromeda and the normal sneeping of (laughs) Buon. It's because Buon's too much of a nobleman to snore. He's practiced. He puts on that little breathing strip on his nose, has the the avocado mask. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He's got some yeah. cucumbers. Set up over the humidifier. <laughs> Sleeps like a vampire. Arms a white noise off. machine. <laughs> <laughs> what is Pippa thinking about? Puzzling over who might have attacked them for one thing, but she honestly doesn't have any leads to go off of there. So her thoughts, I think, inevitably turn towards the dream that she had of her mother. Um, she's kind of absentmindedly rubbing her arm. She finally looks down at the armband and she sees that one of the gems has turned orange. She knows it's stupid. She knows it doesn't matter. She knows that it's a good thing that she has another extra ability and she is still (laughs) contemplating prying out that gem. (laughs) Well, well, you know, there is one way to turn it back to a normal color gem is to use it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's going to have to to recharge some wands and have it go back to its original glorious <laughs> ruby red color because this is stupid. <laughs> stupid. So she's kind of glaring at that, but she's also just thinking about how lucky she feels to have had that moment. Despite everything that's happened, absolutely terrible. Uh, she never thought that she'd get to have a, a conversation with her mother ever again. Yeah, other than being attacked by demons in the moment, like, you had a pretty good day. It was beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great day. Great day. Won a lot of dice games, hung out with some cool-ass centaurs, uh, (laughs) controlled a giant dancing hut. Uh, None of my friends died. Got to eat a lot of meat and food and wine. Had a lot of meat and drank a lot of wine. Uh, It was good. It was good. Um, And then we got attacked in the middle of the night, so it just goes to show you really enjoy the little (laughs) things while you can, because then priests that serve some unknown god try to attack you so anyway yeah that's that's kind of mostly what's going through her mind uh the night wears on eventually abraxas takes a shift he just finished having a conversation not that long ago with pippa about you know them keeping an eye on each other because (laughs) uh, they were still a little suspicious of the new folk 
Although Andromeda really came through with that one other battle, right? Where she pushed Pippa out of the way. You know, she's been she's been saving their lives. So you know, he's kind of eased up on that. But I mean, to him, it was so recently like, oh, we better watch out for each other when we go to sleep. Then they both <laughs> passed the fuck out. So he's mm-hmm. just, he's really, he did a good job when the everybody was awake and talking, but he's really pissed at himself. So this is, he likes that he has at least a moment to cool down um you know kind of gather his thoughts and go man that was stupid you need to want to say he said it was foolish but what he really wanted to say in front of the party is like man that was just so fucking stupid (laughs) of us what the hell the brax is so hot he goes to lay down in the snow outside and it just melts (laughs) around him (laughs) he would go outside for his watch it's it's nice and cool the cold doesn't bother him um especially a nice natural cold yeah it's a, uh, but yeah so he's digesting that but uh, kind of after he kind of gets that through his mind he's on full alert he he messed up you know in his eyes he messed up so now he's you know sniffing the air every couple of minutes uh peering um you know peering into the horizon there's some sort of noise anything he's just He's going to be on full alert while he's on watch. He is, like, on watch. You know when you're, uh, um, maybe you're hungover driving, you do the little slap, <laughs> and you've, you're maybe paying attention to way more than you would than you're just regularly driving? Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, y'all too responsible for that. <laughs> uh, but, no, he's, he's taking his watch duties really seriously. Um... And that's basically what he's going to be focusing on during his watch. And it is a new moon, so there is no light anywhere currently. Ooh. And the only illumination you're getting is from the bonfire that is actually even simmered down a little bit. What it has done is make the stars particularly bright. And you see, I don't think there's a Milky... You don't see the Milky Way. Whatever the Galarian equivalent of the Milky Way is brighter than you have seen in a long time. Ooh, beautiful. In Irisin and all the places you've been, there's always been some city nearby, so there's been light pollution. Here, there is no city. There is nothing for miles. So it is the crispest black you have seen in a long time. Oh, that's gorgeous then. When you're staring up and like the blacks of your eyes just reflect the stars and then maybe even a comet flies through and you see it as well. Oh, well, there's going to be part of him that's, again, he likes traveling. So, you know, there's always going to be that little sparkle of, oh, I'm somewhere new, awesome. Uh, You know, he's just in duty mode right now. But yeah, you're right. It wouldn't it wouldn't stop him from enjoying. He loves being outdoors. He loves being out in the wilderness. And, you know, he's used to navigating by, you know, moonlight or star. He has low light vision, so he can't see in the dark, but he's used to seeing relying just on starlight is good enough for him. Uh, um, and what's interesting is even the stars have changed positions to where you were used to where you're just in a different part where <laughs> everything looks mm-hmm. a little different. It's not too different, but it's just slightly off. And, and there's kind of, I'm imagining there's some kind of excitement in you to like learn these new star, the, the way the stars have changed and the angles and all of that. So the rest of the night goes without trouble. At some point, probably around 4 a.m., you see the centaur start to wake up and there's heavy guard guarding now. Um, so you're, you can go back to sleep if you want to. Uh, you feel pretty secure about that. You all are falling asleep until probably, I would say, mid-morning, you smell 
the bacon, you smell the meat being cooked uh, as breakfast is being prepared. Uh, you go out, there's breakfast potatoes. This is a hearty breakfast stuff. Oh, breakfast is going to set up his uh, meditation circle, adjusting some of the items because of the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the position where they're at. Nice. He doesn't do it by calculation. It's just like the natural pulse of the world. So he just almost unconsciously moves some of the sticks around and where he places his uh, his little representations of the elements when he's doing his little meditation circle. Uh, after a while, Korak comes forward and he seems a little somber. He's still the strong leader that he is. It appears you have some strong enemies that want you dead. Yep, more and more every time we turn around. Uh, I, for what it's worth, I'm I'm very sorry that we brought it down upon you and your people. You are our friends and we brought you here under our protection. We failed to protect you. We hold no ill will towards you. What happened to Nam and Chu? Your deeds have earned our trust and our hearts. And because of that, you will always have a home with us. Oh, that's super sweet. As people that you have taken into your hearth and your home, I promise you, we will get vengeance for Nam and Shu. Yes, their spirits will be guided to their eternal resting place. I promise you that. He nods his head and thinks. He's like, so you want to go to our Troja? It's our only lead. How are you doing on supplies? How are we doing on supplies? <laughs> have we eyeballed that recently? We could definitely use specialty items that have served us well. He brings out a couple of the weapon blanched, like the cold iron. You know, he's down to a couple couple of vials. Um, you know, items that they've used during their piper fights with the piper. So Abraxas is bringing out empty vials from his bags and is just kind of looking at the party. We definitely could take advantage of, of any storehouses. Is there a he has like a fuchi like uh, smell like a you know smell something bad face like uh, like a city uh, to replenish our stores we we do have a a local meeting place called Fernern. it is where all the tribes meet for their annual meetings but it is also a trading post for all of us centaurs that would probably be a good place to start you may even be able to find out more about what kind of creature might have attacked you for I am not familiar with that of demons. Bits on the ground when he says that. He pulls out and lays down a rough map made of leather in front of all of you. Buon is very intrigued. I chew on the corners. Nom, 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 nom. No. Roxas, no! <laughs> no, off! <laughs> bad dog, bad dog. As I've mentioned, we are a nomadic tribe and there are several of us. These paths here and he marks all the trails within the hoofwood where you all are. It's called the hoofwood. It's called the hoofwood. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Our hunting trails. As you can see, Vernon is a little to the south and I also put on there where the hut is so you guys can kind of see where everything is. Our Troja is in the Vesda marches to the north. The lands you seek go by many names. The lands have belonged to no single kingdom, and its denizens have bowed to no king and is cursed with plague. Some call the land Old Calorian after the ancient Cyclops city that was once there. Others call it the Wilds or the Witch Wilds. We call it the Vesda Marches. After a group of centaurs who all united the various clans of the region and claimed it as their territory. 
that too was lost when taken down by the plague. This is a land of riches and mysteries. Many have gone to try to stake their claim. Very few have ever returned. What's your clan's knowledge of Artrosa? What do you know of this place? He taps on it on the map. Kind of like you guys focus. He's, He's in serious mode. We do not dare venture near those statues. The mother, the maiden, and the crone. I have heard rumors that there is entrance to the top of each of the the different statues. They are roughly a thousand hoof steps in the air. Hmm. For obvious reasons, none of us have ventured to explore those those regions. As I have said, many have ventured that way to explore, and not many have returned. It seems clear to me that Vernum is the place to go to get information. Vernum, Vernum. excuse me. My Iobarian, I just learned it yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Vernum is the place to go. Do you all agree? Well, we do need to resupply. So, yeah. He shakes his head and goes, well, let me provide you the support I can. And he snaps his finger and this tall, majestic centaur woman steps forward she stands proud you see long hair with some of it braided with small strips of red leather her tail is this dark blue and she wears a a chain shirt and i have a picture of her let me post it oh dang mary for sure marry her wow did we get to keep her (laughs) she is she is a part of your party right now amazing amazing So I will actually am going to write out her stat block and give you her to play. So each of you can maybe trade off or if one of you wants to play her, I'll leave that up to you all. She bows her head and she says, my name is Erdija. It it would be a pleasure to serve you. You look stalwart. You are most welcome. We appreciate your guidance. I am very familiar with this land. It will be a pleasure to guide those who take down frost giants. She's so pretty. (laughs) It will take you two hours to get to Vernon. I, I think you guys probably can pack up pretty quickly and get going after breakfast, you think? Yeah. As you are finishing up, Perrin arrives, pays some respect to a breakfast. I brought this for you, and don't tell anybody. And he passes it over, and it is literally a bag full of dried meats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for all that you've done. And uh, he turns around and walks away. That's a good yes. kid right there. Raised right. Don't forget to kill mm-hmm. the frost giants. Mm-hmm. So you all are traveling along the river heading towards Vernon. Uh, you have, like I said, you have about a three hour trek before you uh, reach Vernon. What's Buon up to? Buon is in his own head a lot. That's just how he operates. And if I'm thinking about like the order people are walking, um, he's positioned himself to kind of just watch Pippa as she's moving in front of him because Cuneo has given the information to him about the glowing light and he's just trying to think about the best time to like broach that subject and um, he sees Andromeda and Abraxas kind of break away or DJs I'm assuming is going far ahead and so he takes this as a chance and he sidles up to Pippa and in halfling so that no one else can understand the conversation says hello princess how is it going? Just as ever the pleasure of hearing (laughs) halfling spoken to her is just (laughs) it's delicious she loves it considering the night's events i suppose it could be worse we do have a very impressive looking centaur guide now so i'm feeling pretty good about our chances yes 
How are you feeling? Mm, yeah. They got you pretty bad last night. They did. Uh, Kuneho does not feel the cold, but I am I am mortal, so the cold does affect me so. And last night did seem right. to be quite illuminating. He's trying to, like, make a pun. <laughs> sure. It's flying right over her head because, like, she doesn't know that she glowed at all. I am more confused than ever about... Where we, where we are, where we're supposed to be going, who's attacking us again? Why do we just keep seeming to pick up random enemies literally everywhere? I'm sorry, I didn't choose to be a Baba Yaga servant. Anyway, point is, I'm very confused, so I don't know why you found it Oh, uh, well, maybe we should shed some light on the situation. She just looks up at you and just blinks a couple times. I mean, be my guest if you have light to shed. As we're talking, uh, Kuneho has positioned themselves behind Buon. They're both looking at you now. And Buon just says, your gem on your armband. Kuneho tells me it's glowed. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Okay. Yeah, it does that sometimes. That's... What do you mean by sometimes? It just does that sometimes, you know. It belonged to my mother, actually. Sometimes, if I have a dream about her the armband responds in some way it's been handed down and mother to daughter in my family for many generations you know mm. i think it was a divine inheritance so the last time we talked i we were alone right it was just you and i buon and pippa yeah the last time we would talked one-on-one well now he has kuneho kuneho is going to roll sense motive on that on buon's behalf since I was kind of telling the truth, do I get any kind of bonus? I I would say you do get a bonus. I would say you get a plus five bonus. Roll your bluff. Roll your sense motive there, Guneo. Uh, okay, so what did you roll, Abby? I got a 17. Oh. I got an 18. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. I have a plus 16. So I rolled so badly, I thought that I was going to lose that for sure. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Logan, Logan, buddy, stop. Just one second. That's a bad roll? An, eight, an 18's off of a yeah, bad roll? I have a plus 16 in sense motive with Kuneho. Okay, so I was just kind of, I was just kind of screwed. From Essentially, the yeah. On this. yeah. That's fine. Essentially. That's fine. That's great. I guess I guess Kuneho's a, an eldritch creature. They are, essentially. <laughs> they have a great sense motive. And, it's uh, fine. So, so yeah, Kuneho... <laughs> instantly sees through Pippa's lies and um, they telepathically sent I mean half, half truth. truths you're not you're not being you're not divulging everything I'm not yeah. totally but lying. yeah so they'll send it to Buon and Buon will receive this and what you'll see the sigil on Buon's forehead is glowing right now just because Kuneho's out and about but what Pippa sees is it flashes brighter and that's Buon receiving the information that Kuneho sent over and Buon is confused. I see Pippa. That is most intriguing. You know what it does? Well, it does a a few different things that I think you've seen Mm -hmm. in our time together. Yeah, I have no idea what the flashing Mm -hmm. lights are about, really. I just know that this is something it's I just know this is something that's done since uh, my powers. I don't know what the best word for it is. Awakened in me. 
Uh, but suddenly this armband just sort of springs to life and I can do all kinds of strange things with it. And I think what Buon is doing is he's just letting you talk because that, because there's that thing where like when people kind of lie sometimes, they just keep filling the void. Pippa's a pretty savvy con mm. artist, so I think she's on to mm. it because this is her, This is that's one of her MOs is prodding people into revealing more than they intended to. But you're good at it, so she's so she kind of already let slip. She hasn't always been a sorcerer, and that some of her powers do come mm. from this armband, which she wasn't really intending <laughs> to do. But Kuneho's kind of freaking her. Yeah, out. you just like see the <laughs> you just see the mask behind Buon's like shoulder, just watching you. Buon, I guess, will end the conversation because he's a little butthurt and <laughs> Aww, just butthurt. a little. He's a little butthurt about this. He's like, oh, and he's like, hmm. Well, because yeah. she is lying to him. She clearly yeah. doesn't trust him. Exactly. That's her fault. Yeah, he's like, he, <laughs> he might not have, like, great, like, motives, but, like, he still feels things. <laughs> um, and so he's mm-hmm. just like, so he'll end it, and he will go, hmm, well, if you ever get the urge to share more information with me, Pippa, perhaps I could help you discover the source of this power, or perhaps just what fuels it if you ever want to ask for my help and just kind of like slink back just like let you walk faster like he'll slow his pace (laughs) wow okay Kispuwan walks away of Kuneho walking backwards staring at Pippa suspiciously. Pippa's giving them both some major side eye <laughs> of like what is going on with this thing? <laughs> I think she's a little thrown by that conversation because usually people can't tell mm. when she's lying. She got the distinct impression that somehow Buon knew that she wasn't telling the whole truth because he got suddenly really cold when he's been very friendly for the mm. short time that she's known him. She was actually hoping to do the opposite the next time they talk, which is to get information out of him, out of what he's doing here, and and what is good, because I don't think she's ever met a summoner mm-hmm. before. I think she has no idea what Kunehu is, or what the connection between the two of them is. Yeah, and then there's still the weird fact that he was very subservient to the Witch Queen mm-hmm. nightmare, and also... Yeah, speaks halfling and just knew some halflings around, and mm-hmm. like, I, I just, I don't know, like, he's he's a big question mark, and she was hoping to get information mm-hmm. out of him, and instead... He seemed to see right through her and then kind of abruptly ended the conversation. She's used to controlling and how they perceive her. I love that I got that to flip for you because I feel like Pippa, one of her hallmarks is controlling the situation. And like, if, if there's no conflict in that, then she'll just get, she'll just stay on her high horse. And so to throw this question mark into it and just like disrupt all of her preconceptions, I think is really interesting. And it adds another layer to everything that's going on her high centaur horse nope that doesn't work <laughs> yeah that didn't land at all but uh good try that was a valiant effort but you gave no, it the old did. college try <laughs> that's, that's not a thing <laughs> as buon is walking away from pippa you crest a small hill and you see this mesa surrounded by tall pointed logs. The fence surrounds the city of Kernern. It is a very active little trading post. You see centaurs from all angles coming into this town as Erdija escorts you all in. 
the guards bow to her as they walk through. Mm, as they should. She's glorious. <laughs> you walk in, and what you see on the inside is... A, it's, you have never seen a town like this. So all the way around the circumference of this town are stalls where different tribes and different clans are selling their wares. Some of them are selling furs. Some of them are like treasure hunters that they found in the Vesda marches where you probably find your magic items that you're looking for. There's local green faith cleric there who is who is like, that's where you might get your, you know, curing Ooh. magics. Uh, mm. And then, you know, but there's, there's different stalls for meats. There's, you know, all kinds of interesting things. There's a blacksmith, etc. In the center of town, however, it looks like a giant barn. You realize, much like the uh, yurts that you were staying with at the at Corax camp, is they don't need beds, they don't need chairs, they don't need any of that stuff. So what it is is a bunch of horse stalls uh, that you can rent out, and then there is a giant bar where there is you know where the horses can come in and partake in the alcohol and get food and stuff like that. Surprisingly, there are a few humans that are working in the bar part just because it's easier for them to get in and out of the kitchens. And it's coincidentally called the farmhouse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's the Plot and Hook Tavern. No, just kidding. <laughs> what is each of you going to do at this point? I know that Pippa is a little shaken after her conversation with Buon, where she clearly offended him. And that means that she failed in her being herself. Essentially, it's a little, little. She's out of sorts, um, so she is currently working her wiles on Erdesia instead, making charming conversation and trying to get to know their guide. Uh, maybe, probably asking her about where they should stop first. If she, what she knows about Vernon. Erdesia smiles. She's like, I would love to show you around, and so she takes you away to the, to look at the stalls. What's Buon doing? Uh, Buon sees Erdija and Pippa walk away, and he purposely uh, is going to go and walk the other way. But before he leaves, he says, I will take care of the arrangements. And he just kind of like clipped and goes, just walks away from Andromeda and Abraxas and enters into the farmhouse. Andromeda and Abraxas, you two are just standing there. You're like, okay, everybody just abandoned us. <laughs> How come everybody knows exactly where to go when they come into a city? <laughs> it's just like, do, do people just know that? He's like looking at you really. He was talking out loud, but now it's an actual question where he's like, God, just everybody seems to know where to go, right? She's right there with you. Yes. Yeah, so like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where to go. <laughs> it's like they can just tell from maybe being in other cities. Uh, I have no idea. Everything's either too loud. Everything smells weird. Uh, oh, at this point, he's probably checking your cars. Uh, you know, uh, the morning went by really quick. You're you're at full health already, right? So, yeah. But did do you have like a kind of like a, is it like a big old gash on your face or with healing magic? It, it pretty much knits everything up very nicely, but there is, especially the day after, and because some of the healing was natural healing, like particularly the charisma healing, there is still the faintest trace of like, almost like a crack in porcelain sort of feeling. Oh, I gotcha. So very thin scarring. Yeah, and she's turning her face up without really saying anything about it. So you can examine if you want. <laughs> That's uh, that's healing really well. Again, you did very good. <laughs> I was not anticipating that kind of attack in the middle of the night. Ugh. It was terrifying. 
Oh, but on the lighter side, he opens up his little goodie bag with all the, the dried meats. Look at this haul right here. <laughs> and he, he takes he takes like a little handful and it's like want to stuff some in like your bag. Like if you have like a little goodie satchel. Yeah, she opens it up readily. She her whole face lights up. Okay, we gotta we gotta make sure this lasts <laughs> at least I don't know. Four hours. That's a good <laughs> That's a good time frame to kinda There's uh, easily two weeks of meat in there. Hold <laughs> on <laughs> <than> six hours. <laughs> he like divvies up. Um all right, I guess uh, I'm no good when it comes to buying anything. I guess we should follow Pippa. She usually has a good idea of how to divvy up the wealth. Um, I know I need some healing magics. Running a little low. Um, what's your uh, wh- what's your storehouse? I don't know what you. Oh, what what do you carry around there, uh, Andromeda? <laughs> she just starts rattling off a list of like mostly random detritus. I think. <laughs> She, <laughs> she's like, kind of like you. Like, I think she just, except that yours actually serve a ritual purpose. She just has like a lot of random crap, like little animal bones and like <laughs> thing, pretty rocks she picked up off the ground. And she's like naming all of that stuff and none of the important things. <laughs> like, <laughs> she definitely does also have like cooking oh. cooking utensils and things like that. But she's not talking about those. <laughs> I think I'll follow Pippa. You're free to come along. Uh, I know you could take care of yourself. Uh, give me a holler. Uh, usually can uh, pick up people's voices very well. Um, oh, maybe, hey, maybe check in on uh, Buwan. We could glean, we could learn how to, maybe we could glean how to make accommodations and kind of shop on our own. You know, he kind of puffs up his chest because he kind of realize that that is a little bit outside of his element. You know, when he's in the forest, he has no problems but he definitely knows he can use some help navigating the niceties of, I would like a hotel. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> I would like a room with a view. Um, oh, good idea. I'll, I'll run after him and, you know, when I'm finished, I'll, I'll come see you again. All right, he'll give you a little bit more uh, beef jerky, you know. Um, and oh, he'll actually hand you a little a little satchel of coins. He's got like eleven gold left on him. <laughs> and event of anything kind of catches your eye, and uh, we'll uh, we'll meet up. Oh, thank you. How's Andromeda feeling about this? This is the first time Abraxas has not given her the witch look. She feels all kinds of warm inside. Like she feels like they really. They're like buddies now. She's visibly excited about that. She's like, this is the most he's talked to me since we've begun traveling together. So she's definitely eating it up. <laughs> I love the image of like Abraxas trying to feed her more. Yeah, that's cute. Let's get some meat trying on to them feed bones. this feed this pale skinny kid up. Need some more meat. She's definitely already mm-hmm. more healthy looking than she has been because I, you know. Just four days of proper nutrition, even versus years of bad nutrition, I think, is <laughs> has a little bit of an effect. I just pictured the, it's the Willy Wonka remake. Like, nothing goes well with cabbage than cabbage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of the life she's been living. Rock soup. Oh, no. <laughs> Rock soup. <laughs> Go running after Buon with your bag of gold and your packet, your satchel of meat. And she's gnawing on a piece of jerky as she's running. Oh, he's doing the same thing as he's wandering up to. He's <laughs> smelling after her Pippa and the centaur. He's already 
digging into his little food pack. What does Andromeda do when she catches up with Buon? She starts yelling out to him, but her mouth is full of jerky. Aw, Buon! Can't do it. I think Buon hears, hears Andromeda and uh, Kuneheo's there, obviously. And um, Kuneheo will like, slink away just a little bit, still in range. But Buon turns and says, Oh! Hello, little one. I was just finishing up the arrangements. Where's Abraxas? He went off with... <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> she takes a big gulp. Uh, he went to meet up with Pippa. Oh, Pippa. I'm sensing... And you know, I'm not really the one who picks up on these things. But I'm sensing... Something. Hmm. I've kind of lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well... That's so funny. You said her name a little Hmm. weird. (laughs) Well, little one, for one who seems to have lost it in your own words, (laughs) I am amazed that's truly what you have discovered. Now that sounded sarcastic. No, I I don't do sarcasm well. I honestly do not mean it. I... To be honest, little one, and he's he's like getting serious now. He's like, I was miffed. Do you know what that means to be miffed? Oh, sure. Yes, it's, uh, I caught Pippa. He He's almost going to divulge that, like, I caught him lying. He's like, I caught Pippa not being as friendly as I had assumed she was to me. And I will, I cannot lie. I was, I was hurt. She's always been very kind to me. I'm, I know. Hmm. I've been I've been noticing this. How how is it that you ingratiate yourself so swimmingly with with others, especially our companions? I thought we were all on the same page, and we're in a new land. I am unknown. I feel like a newborn star with no constellation. This is all very confusing to me. I didn't notice until you just said some of that. They didn't always treat me this way either. Mm. And uh, in fact, just today. Abraxas has been more friendly to me than he's been since we've mm. met. I, and to be fair, we've only known each other a few days. Sometimes a few days can feel like lifetimes. Ah, yeah, sure, but I think uh, those two have been burned. And then she kind of gets a distant look in her eyes because that's a very... It's, it's almost that feeling again of when she first met Buwan and she was saying things that almost didn't seem to be coming from her. It's like wisdom that comes out when she's not fully aware of herself. Mm. I, I think they've been hurt and betrayed and lost a lot during their travels, and so they're a little wary of us. I guess the way I've become closer to them recently is protecting them mm. and proving to them that I'm here for the right reasons. That was very Bachelor of me. <laughs> Are you Ooh, here for the right reason? <laughs> You're going to love the next part then. Someone's getting a rose tonight. You're going to love the next part then, Jess. I'm just saying. No. Um, Buon, <laughs> Buon is taken aback. He calls you little one and he doesn't mean to be condescending, but he just, he sees you as someone who needs to be taken care of a little bit. And you had such amazing insight and he's he admires that. And um, he's quiet for a bit and then he will look back at you and make sure that you catch his eye because you you know you space out a little bit and um <laughs> he'll just say andromeda that was 
profound. You speak wisely. It feels like I know you, and you understand where I am coming from. I spoke of not having a consolation, but I feel like when we unite our forces, I feel a connection. He will gesture to, let's say you're wearing like a necklace with like a rough cut, I don't know, pendant or emblem or something like that. Is that mm-hmm. okay? And um, he'll, yeah. he'll point out to it and he said, if you would accept my offer, I would like to prove that I am here for you. A, t- a token, one might say. Oh, of course. And then with that, he'll he'll kind of reach out for the pendant and um, he'll wipe at his forehead and he'll wipe onto the pendant himself and he casts Arcane Mark. And so his symbol goes onto the pendant and he's got, and so that Andromeda is wearing it. And this is twofold. One, he does feel connected to Andromeda. But two, it's a sign to Pippa and Abraxas. Boomon's a shyster. Oh, Look at that. Gosh. I'm just letting you know, Shade. if you're going to be a duo, we can be a duo too. Oh my god, he's so Forming sweet. alliances. Oh, it's coming from a dang. place of like respect. But at the same time, he's miffed. He's miffed. He's still miffed. <laughs> a, little, a, little, yeah. a little miffed over here. <laughs> but technically, Pippa has one of those too. No. Oh, I do. Boomon gave her a pin. That's the pin of Sukumio. Uh, the moon god. This is Buon's personal mark, the one that's on his forehead. Whatever, I'm the only one that hasn't got any jewelry. <laughs> You're gonna have to have another heart to heart with Buon then. And honestly, this is more like revenge jewelry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's also, I mean, this is such a touching moment. And for Andromeda yeah. especially, she's like, hearing him say all that, she's very touched. A little verklempt, I would say. <laughs> she touches his hand. Thank you, and... I have something for you as well, and um, I'm going to hand you it's a jerky. ring. <laughs> it's jerky. It's jerky. I'm going to tie a ring of jerky around your finger. I will not let it go until it spoils. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually given one of these to Pippa as well, so it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give him a ring as well, so that this is so that I can cast Shield Other on Aww. him for you know in technical yeah. terms but in the moment it's kind of like a return gift and also sort of a signifier that like she feels connected to him as well which she will she'll say as much as well that like i feel connected to you too and it's strange we've not known each other long but i feel quite close with you and she'll you know hand him the ring yes he will accept the gift and he's again like like andromeda was he's very touched he'll instantly put the ring on obviously and um he'll just lift up his hand a little bit and i'm assuming andromeda has the same ring and he'll just like she does they'll yeah. kind of just like tap the rings together Clink. and friendship and i want to say so badly wonder twin powers activate but he doesn't kn- he know. doesn't know what that is <laughs> but that's essentially what he's doing I have to say, these rings are all, in my mind, like raw platinum. Yeah, uh-huh. Everything's a little rough around the edges, um, and that includes these rings. So, you know, I don't know if how Pippa feels about wearing it. I've always wondered that. <laughs> <laughs> I think she wears it because she knows that it's important to Andromeda that she wears it. <laughs> and because, you know, it's it, she's a practical person at heart. It's why she has not stripped the orange gem out of her. yeah armband you know but so so she wears it because she because this like really sweet creepy teen (laughs) 
<laughs> sweet yeah. gave it to her and that was and that was very sweet and she had, and she liked it and then also it's got a practical yeah. use so she, she wears it but to be totally honest it is not her favorite <laughs> piece of jewelry as they travel together she will get fonder of it but it's definitely more because it's connected to Andromeda <laughs> and not because it's a great ring. I mean, Buon has been living out in the wilds for a really long time. So he hasn't, I mean, he's he's from nobility and he likes civilization, but he's also able to handle himself and not being in the richest of atmospheres. But I think what he likes is that if it's a rough hewn and cut, I'm assuming it's a little jagged, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's a little uncomfortable to wear, a little painful. And he, I think he likes that, like, that little presence of, like, that pinch or that, like, pain. He's like, oh, yeah, this is the bond that we have. She gave this to me and, like, it's there constantly reminding me. He looks directly into your eyes and he means it. He's not, he's not putting up any airs and he says, thank you, Andromeda. Let us shine bright together. Shine on, you crazy diamond. I know, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Honestly, the next time that all four of them are together, he's going to stand right next to Andromeda and he's going to put his <laughs> hand on her shoulder and make sure that ring is flashing <laughs> with that pendant. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, like Abraxas is going to notice. Oh, not at all. <laughs> the two, there's like, it's like the two guileless <laughs> yeah. people in the center. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Pippa and Buon staring at each other like... Yeah. Pippa and Buon are... What's that one place in Dragon Age where it's all about games? Maneuvers. Oh. Um, Orlay. Orlay, yeah. Orlay, yeah. This is our Orlay fight where it's just a hand on the shoulder is just Mm -hmm. a slap across the face. Then Pippa will make sure to, like, smooth her hair so that Buon can see it. I've got one too. (laughs) And so, like, like, that's what I love is that, like, Buon has no wisdom. So he doesn't get these things, but Mm -hmm. Kuneho makes up for that. So, like, as long as Kuneho is there, (laughs) they've got Buon will understand. (laughs) They've got it figured out for him. They're synergists. Mm -hmm. In the words of Eleanor (laughs) Shellstrop, you are one shady bench, and I am into it. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. I am the Legion fight. Yes. We are messy benches who love drama. (laughs) You all are kind of spread out, having your conversations. Pippa's hitting on Ardija, or like at least fangirling over Ardija. She's just a giant, gorgeous horsewoman. Abraxas so. is catching up with them. Who They're probably a good 20 feet away at this point. Pippa and Buon are still in the farm, uh, getting everything ready. Pippa, roll me a will save. Oh. Okay, I don't love this. Not loving it. Not good, not good, not great. 18? Is it against, ag- what's it against? Is it against fear by any nope. chance? Okay. So all of a sudden, you catch eyes with this giant creature about 60 feet away from you. It is a giant polar bear with 10 legs. What? What? And you are just enthralled by it and you start moving towards it at a slow pace. Oh no. What is this? You move forward 20 feet towards it. As she takes her first step, uh, is she act? I know how Pippa acts. Does it look like she's enthralled? fascinated or basically not acting herself. I would say you notice something different, but it's it's because you're 20 feet away, you're not catching on it immediately. But Erdrija, who was right next to Pippa and having a conversation with her, notices the all of a sudden drop off and her walking and she looks up and she yells, 
Koku, Jack. And all of a sudden, you just see all the centaurs get up and take off full black. Oh. Like, just run away? Yes. Oh, <laughs> is that thing roll for initiative? But yes, it is roll for initiative oh. time. Oh, this thing looks wicked gross. Yeah, that thing looks crazy. It is giant. Cool. So that's even bigger to Pippa. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet you're like the size She's of the one She's the size leg. of a claw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who wants to play Erdesia? I'll, I'll do it. Okay. So, Erdesia, you want to roll her initiative? Erdesia got a 14. All right. Peppa, what you get? 17. Abraxas? 7. Cuneo and Buwan? And Andromeda? 8. <laughs> Ooh. Woo! So, as you can see, you guys are a little bit of a pickle. Uh, everybody's kind of spread out. So, that will be things interesting. The surprise round, Coco Giac pulled you towards him with his special ability. However, you do get a save each turn, so would you roll me a will save? I did not make my will slave. My will, will slave? <laughs> so you're literally a will slave? I am I am a will slave because I did not make my will save. I invoke the magical power of my forest gem uh, to tweak with uh, time and space uh, so Pippa can recall a time where maybe she was learning the art of... Uh, our legion fencing, and I don't mean with weapons, but <laughs> the first time she had to deal with um, a kind of a, a, a struggle or a match of wills, and she just uh-huh. came up on top, and she kind of recalls that, and that's what lets her fortify herself against whatever effect is trying to overpower. So I make your results a 20. Okay. Yay! You are broken from the gaze, Pippa, and so that is a good thing because it is your turn. So what would you like to do? Well, in that case, um, she's just going to probably scream. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big bear. The big, big bear. Um, she's going to scream and she's going to run under this cart. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Pippa bonus. How Pippa of her. <laughs> yep. She's, yeah, she is going to, yeah, scream bloody murder, run under the cart and start digging around in her bag for her wand of fireball. <laughs> Haste fireball. Haste that's fireball. Prob- that's going to do it. A 10-legged bear. I love it. I also love it, and I hate it. It's I've got so a lot I'm gonna, of So I'm going to show you the fighting scene they had with this bear, because I think you all will like it. I'm going to post it in the bottom of your notes. I love Ooh. the monk, or whatever class that is. It's like, gah! Oh my God. <laughs> a crop top in the winter. That is a look. Girl, that's, <laughs> that's a, a look. look. That's a look. Pippa's turn ends. It is now Erdija's turn. Erdija. She is going to... She's going to shoot with her composite longbow. That first one is going to be a 30. Okay, that definitely hits. The second one is only a 10. (laughs) That one misses. So roll damage. And that's eight damage. It took a little mosquito scratch there. (laughs) Good job, Erdisha. <laughs> uh, the polar bear, however, does not like that. All right, Mr. Uh. Kokjiak, this hulking mountain of fur and fangs looks at Erdisha and like tank-like ten legs moves forward 60 feet Ooh. and right to Erdisha and attacks. Oh, crap. <clears throat> awesome. I'm going to kill our new sexy centaur. <laughs> Damn it. 
Uh, I mean, she doesn't know us anything. Yeah. She can just run. Uh, luckily, he does not get a fourth attack because a fourth attack is six claws. Oh. Uh, we're just going to do a bite, though. With a natural one. Woo. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. I loved it. Run, <laughs> what's the... One step closer Holy to that crap. fur uniform. Yeah, this is one rug Abraxas one is going to love. Oh, we, we have Ooh, a whole it's plan. It feels so, so good. Um, okay. It gets, I'm sure it's using its natural attack. Torn muscle. You take one point of strength drain. Ooh, good. Ooh. Ooh. It overextended itself. That's what it gets. We're not stretching yep. first. It goes to bite down and it just misses and bites on the rock next to Ooh. her and snaps a tooth off of its uh, mouth uh, and is in in pain from the hurt hit. And it is now Buon's turn. Buon, what are you going to do with this gigantic, uh, and you're quite a ways away. Can I do a knowledge check? What type of knowledge? Well, knowledge nature, my friend. All right, 19. I will give you one piece of information. That was like a weakness. None. Oh, oh no. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Buon's just going to cry out, it has no weaknesses, just attack. I'm actually, I'm really glad that we have Buwan around here to do skill checks now. <laughs> nope. Oh, um, yeah, there's a real morale boost there. Um, Feed it the centaurs. Oh, great. No weaknesses. Just what I wanted to hear today. Oh, I'll just attack then, shall I? <laughs> Buwan will then take a little piece of his forehead light and just push it towards Abraxas. And Abraxas, you this rumbling within you as this like swirling of the aurora just... Oh. Makes you bigger and bigger and bigger. Boop, 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 boop. So Conejo's gonna <laughs> 5, 10, 15 to get up. And then if I have 20 feet of climbing, can I just let's go here? Yeah, okay. that's fine. So boom, boom, boom. Bam. So right. they eventually essentially double me. Okay. And that ends your turn? Yeah, I have nothing else. Uh, okay, Andromeda, you're up. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when the bear comes for you? <laughs> I have no flipping idea. It's <laughs> wild. I've been thinking about this all day, and I'm like, I bet he has the best CMD of all time. Oh, yeah. Especially against Trip with freaking yeah, six legs. Yeah, he's like, I am like a yeah, plus eight to 12. <laughs> yep. Uh, his CMD is 38. Oh. 54 versus Trip. Trip, yeah. Yep. Wow. He has 10 legs, so. <laughs> he's a centipede bear. He show is. So Andromeda hunches a little as, for the second time in her life, horrifying, wispy, translucent black wings erupt from her back. <laughs> and she's going to so awesome. launch diagonally into the air and fly. Let's see. Why are none of my spells damage doing? <laughs> It's really poorly done of me. I'm all debuffs. (laughs) I was actually going to say, I've noticed that with the exception of Pippa, no one's a damage dealer really anymore. Mm -hmm. Summoners don't get damage dealing spells, really. I thought we were going to be climbing stuff, so I memorized a lot of climb spells, like spider climb, monkey fish. Uh, Awesome. So we're just thoroughly not prepared. I have thunderstop (laughs) to trip creatures, but I'm not going to cast that spell. After I launch into the air, I'm actually just going to get right next to it. And like right oh next to it, above it? God. Like on a shoulder blade? Like kind of above it, yeah, within my reach. And I'm going to okay. slice at it with my sickle. Okay, roll me an attack. 
Ghost Andromeda. <laughs> the rest of us are like, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> she did it again! Luan's gonna ask for the ring we back. talked oh, no. about this! And I whiff it. Oh, you whiff oh. it! Oh my god! I mean, that's a three plus. It's gonna be 11. <laughs> yeah, you definitely miss. You have this giant creature in front of you, just, you just hit slash the air. <laughs> what happens is, I go flying and I overestimate the angle because I'm trying to do like a flyby slice uh-huh. and so I fly and do like a spin and instead of slicing as I spin I just like completely miss and shave off some of its hair <laughs> like I give it a little haircut yeah there's a little bald spot on the back of the <laughs> yeah. oh my Abraxas you're up <laughs> oh god he sees Andromeda over there and he just closes his eyes for two seconds <laughs> going oh god that girl <laughs> <sighs> he rips a potion right off of his belt and just does a chug, bro chug, where he just like doesn't even put it to his lips. He's just like pouring it. Uh, he just pours it straight to his mouth, uh, emptying the whole contents and just throws it to the floor as his skin starts taking on a wood type of hue to it. Then he gets his shield and hammer out clangs it in front of him to kind of get the attention of the bear like come at me bro <laughs> and uh, for his last uh, bit of uh, those are two move actions his last bit he's going to activate his uh, shirt that gives him the ability to do another move action to shift into hybrid form monster fight yes. and he just growls a challenging roar at it and he's ready. Yes, 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 yes. Clanging, yes. clanging the shield. Come on, come on, beast. Get in my belly. My belly. <laughs> Ooh. Pippa, it is your turn. What are you going to do? So Pippa is going to give, now that Argentea is with us again, she's going to give Argentea uh, the spell from her gem uh, to make for enlarged person, and she's going to instruct Argentea to carry it to Urdija. And while and Argentea's running across the battlefield, Pippa's going to say, I'm sorry, I know we only just met. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Urdija grows to that of a gigantic centaur. She's a big woman now. Heck She's a big, yeah. big horse yeah. woman. Does that end Pippa's turn? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. She's, she's going to stay... Nice and safe underneath her underneath her cart. So what does Erdija want to do? Erdija's going to five foot step and she's going to shoot again with the masterwork composite longbow. Okay, so the first one is a 21 and the second one, 26. So 21 and 26. They both hit. Ooh, nice. Thunk, thunk. I, hope we get a, <laughs> I hope we get a new guy after this one dies. <laughs> She's not gonna die. She's doing fine. Okay. So that's gonna be 10 and 10. So 20 points total. Ow! Uh, (laughs) Rhodesia seems to be the only person doing damage to this creature. (laughs) Uh, And uh, you see two uh, arrows to sink into the bear, and it rares back in pain. And it is now. Coco Giac's turn. Oh, oh, I don't want it. Nope, I don't want to hear it. And the giant Coco Giac takes a five-foot step back, gets on its hind back legs, 
and you see each of its paws start to glow. This goes down and slams as a blizzard breath washes all over most of you. The Fantastic Worlds Aww. Podcast is a Fantastic Pods production. We hope you enjoyed the show. Does my cart save me? That's all I want. <laughs> uh, no. If you can't get enough, join the FWB community. You can do so by joining the conversation on Discord or Reddit, or following us on Twitter and, and Instagram. Find out links to all of those locations on our website at fantasticworldspod.com. Want an even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your game dad master, sending you the frostiest of hellos you can find me at dustin alexander on instagram or twitter i'm abby you can find me at bonanza famine this is angel you can reach me at espinoza 916 this is jess you can find me floating above a polar bear at hank oh, clank <laughs> this is logan you can find me at main man 08 and i will be practicing my puppeteering for next time <laughs> <laughs> Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for using your sound effects and music. We greatly appreciate everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you enjoy the show, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Clong! The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. I just realized I used two food verbs for their names. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> nom and shoe. I'm, I'm going to go with it. Nom and shoe. Uh, yeah. Vernon. 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 Vernon.